Hi, this is Millie, and welcome to the Escaping Narcissistic Mothers podcast, where you'll find the validation and love you've been looking for. I can help you navigate the difficult waters of going no contact. Please follow me on Instagram at Escaping Narcissistic Mothers, all one word. Hi, everybody. I hope you're having a good day and a good week and a good month so far. Um, I, I want to first apologize for taking so long to post another podcast episode. The reason is I have not been feeling well. You guys know I have an autoimmune disorder, at least if you have been listening to me for a while, you know this. I have a thyroid issue, but when you have any autoimmune disorder, the symptoms are actually very similar from one autoimmune disorder to another, and a lot of them uh, include stomach problems, and I haven't been feeling well. And when it gets going, it takes me a, a little time to recover. Um, and then hopefully I'll have a stretch of feeling better with my stomach. I had recorded another podcast, um, to be honest with you, but that one, I didn't, I, I felt like I didn't want to get into that issue, okay? And and I'll I'll just talk about it briefly and then move on to what this podcast is about. I talked about this woman in particular who posted a video on TikTok which I know I don't know what it is about TikTok. Their their algorithm is so pinpointed that they know your thoughts. It's kind of scary sometimes. Like, I'll think something. Didn't say it out loud, okay? Didn't even say it out loud. And something on that topic comes up on my TikTok. It's really strange. Um, but TikTok, I, I, I need to step away from that. I know that's where a lot of people are posting, but... I don't, I'm not a fan, okay? There's too many people there, okay? And I know that they may shut it down, and I know it's a livelihood for some people. It's it's what they do. It's, on, it's all on TikTok, but anyway. I'm stepping away. I'm going to try to step away from TikTok as far as even watching it because, it, first of all, you can go into a rabbit hole um, I've already spent money on makeup products based on TikTok stuff. I'm, I have to stop. <laughs> I have to stop. Okay. So what happened was this woman, a Gen X mom, so someone in my age range, posted that she didn't understand why one or more of her kids are no contact with her because... In her day, parents were respected and her kids, everything she did for her kids, she, you know, she gave, she bought them clothes. She, she had whatever, put a roof over their, their heads and stuff like that. 
And I have to tell you, being her age, watching that really triggered me. And I think that's what TikTok does. TikTok chooses the videos that are going to trigger you. An emotional response keeps you watching. So I was very upset because I am on the other side of that coin. I am the same age as her, very close, two years apart. But I am also a daughter of a narcissistic mother, right? So to see that someone in my age group is now getting, you know, the no contact from their own kids, first of all, is very scary. But I did see another TikTok, and that's the thing about TikTok. They, 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 they pull you down and then they build you back up. I saw another TikTok and it made me realize that this person was 100% correct. Um, if you are worried about being a bad mother, then you're not a bad mother because bad mothers don't worry about being a bad mother. It's just, it's the same thing with narcissists, right? If you think you might be a narcissist, you're definitely not a narcissist. Narcissists are incapable of recognizing that they are narcissists, all right? So it's the same deal and made me feel better because... I spent a lot of time worrying about, am I doing something wrong? Did I do something wrong? I have done things for my daughter that have been extremely difficult. One of them being letting her go, you know, letting her do something that it was just a difficult choice, but I supported her because I know that stopping her or trying to control her in any way is not going to end well for me. And it's not the right thing to do. So anyway, what, what triggered me was, okay, so are kids going no contact in this generation more easily than we did? You know, we were the ones that broke the mold on that one. We were the ones that um, started that, and I don't want to say this, but I don't know what other word to use, in quotes, trend, Um of going no contact with family, right? With a mother. And I actually spoke to my daughter about it and she said it absolutely is something that is more acceptable in their generation and that way more kids are going no contact with the parents. But that opens up another can of worms, which is what I don't want to get into. Um, but I have to be okay with my situation. I have to be okay with knowing that, you know, and this sounds bad because we heard this all the time, that I did the best that I could, that I am a self-aware, that I constantly apologize. I think about what I'm going to say or do with my daughter. So hoping that that is enough. You know, I know I'm not perfect. You know, there's no one is perfect, but... You know, yeah, it put a little fear in me. Is it going to be really easy for my daughter to go no contact with me for any reason? Now, I'm not saying this woman isn't toxic. Just by what she said, you can tell that she wasn't a good mom, right? That she wasn't. She just expected to be respected. And that's not how it works. Even with our own kids, we can't just expect respect. And that's something that for many years... I thought, right, especially since 
I was divorced and she would go to her dad's house and come back and then be this other kid who was not respectful. Um, and I would yell at her and I have apologized for that. And if I haven't, maybe it's something I need to tell her. Um, that her respect for me is not something that is just something that should be given. So anyway, let's move on. I want my podcast to be a little bit more about the healing part of this instead of the information on what narcissism is, how, what's going to happen if you go to contact. I have hundreds of podcasts now. I've talked about every subject more than once in different ways. Go back and listen to the older podcasts is what I suggest, right? What I want to start to focus on is the healing process and the things that we may do now as adults that we need to kind of be aware of and learn to change that. Because we're not in that same place we were, okay? Hopefully, you're healing, right? If you're listening to me, my hope is that you are in the healing process, right? The minute that you have accepted that your mother was a narcissist, you can begin to heal as long as you're not in, in contact with her every day, okay? So specifically, what is it that I want to talk about today? Well, I want to talk about when we go around in this world and all of us are empaths, right? So we enter a room or a social situation and immediately we have picked up on the vibe of the room. More than that, we can pick up on one person specifically if they're not feeling good, if they're feeling down, if they're feeling upset, depressed, we can take it on to, on ourselves. And we need to stop that, okay? And the reason that we even do that, that we are so hypervigilant, which is what that is called, is because we had to be hypervigilant when we were younger, as children, as teenagers, even in our 20s, if you were still living with mom, you had to be hypervigilant. Is she upset? Um, you had to kind of pick up on what, how she was behaving to know, do I need to hide? Do I need to not talk to her? Do I need to, you know, protect myself in some way? We don't need to protect ourselves anymore, Okay. And the truth of the matter is that no matter how much we know about narcissism, not everybody that we come in, in contact with is a narcissist. And that was a hard thing for me to, uh, to understand. For years, everybody was a narcissist, okay? And I'm sure all of us go through this. Anybody who's been in our situation goes through a phase of, oh, I know what this is, and now everyone you meet all of a sudden is a narcissist, but they're not. That's the thing. We are just extremely sensitive to picking up on other people's feelings. 
Now, sometimes we go overboard. We don't just pick up on what we, we, we feel they're feeling, but we pick up on the smallest, you know, action, the smallest look, the smallest word that they can say when they're speaking to you, and we can interpret that incorrectly. Um, because we are looking for that, is this person upset or mad at me, right? That's what we're looking for. But we don't need to look for that anymore. We need to relax, okay? We have to stop taking on other people's feelings, taking responsibility for other people, how other people feel. Because it is not our doing, especially if we weren't in contact with those people before. But a lot of us, including myself, were taught that we were responsible for how our mothers felt. I was in my 40s, okay? So I went in contact with my mother when I was 42. So, you know, I was I was close to going in contact with her, not even realizing it, because if you guys know my story, something really big happened, and that's why I went in contact with her. So I'm in my 40s, and my mother is telling me that she is feeling depressed, and it's because of me right? She literally blamed me for how she's feeling. And that's the one I remember, okay? I I assume this happened many times. And I remember thinking to myself, really believing that it was my fault and taking on that, that guilt and responsibility for her feelings, that I somehow had to do better. Now, the problem is, I yeah, I was in a bad place. I have been, you know, in a bad place for most of my life. I was depressed. I've been anxious. My anxiety levels sometimes are so awful that, I mean, I don't leave the house. You know, and, and it's hard work to try and poke through that. Um... Now realizing that she's telling me that I'm responsible for her feelings when my feelings came from her. What a nice little cycle, right? Um, so we have to stop feeling responsible for other people's feelings. Okay? And, and the example I gave you was warranted. But there's so many places where you may have taken something on that wasn't yours. And I'm going to give you an example that's not related to mothers at all. I was working in the last place that I worked that I really felt okay. And one day it was me and two of my coworkers... It was 4.59, and the two, the other two people were, one was by the door ready to go. The other one was pretty much, like, had shut down the computer already and everything. I was behind my desk doing something. I wasn't even there yet. I wasn't, I hadn't closed my computer. I hadn't shut down. I, hadn't, I, I wasn't, like, ready to go yet. And the manager of that Let's say the manager. She comes out and sees this and yells at us. But 
I took that very personally. I remember coming home and it, I was ruminating about it. I was thinking about it constantly, thinking, thinking, thinking that, you know, how upset I was that she screamed at us. Or she, she had her own personal issues going on, too, that I knew about because she had told me. <laughs> so um, now thinking back, I know she wasn't talking to me. I wasn't one of the people by the door, you know, ready to go. You know, she said, what if someone walked in here at 4.59? Well, they don't because they know that the hours are, you know, 9 to 5. And no one's going to walk in at 4.59. It never happened in a year that I was there. So it, she just needed to blow off her personal issues and, and land it on us, right? I wish I knew now or knew then what I know now because I would know that's not about you. It has nothing to do with you. You weren't one of the people doing it. And you shouldn't, even if it was you, even if you had already shut down the computer, you knew that something else was going on with her that you didn't have to ruminate. On it, you know, think about it and t t take it on. But that's what happens to us. How many of you are afraid of confrontations, right? Or being yelled at, in quotes, I put that in quotes, you can't see that. Um, or someone being mad at you. You're afraid of those things, right? Those were coping mechanisms that serve us, served us when we were younger but we need to be different now, right? We don't have to really take on other people's crap, right? That woman yelled at us, but she was mad at a guy she was dating, which is the truth. That's what it was. And I knew that. I should have known to say, oh, she was just mad at him and just move on. And I know that, just saying just move on doesn't mean you're just going to move on. It's a matter of telling yourself over and over again until those that adrenaline that goes through your body when someone yells at you or you're in a confrontation just burns off is, is to keep telling yourself that's not about you. That's not about you, right? What should have happened is I should have talked to her the next day maybe and said, why did you, you know, or I feel bad because of this. And she would have probably said it had nothing to do with you. Maybe apologize to the other two as well. Um, confrontations are going to happen in life, okay? Everyone is not in a good mood all the time. And just because someone treats you badly in one moment doesn't mean they're a bad person. It just means they had a bad day and they took it out on you, right? It could, that could be a reason. I remember one day driving home from a job I had at the time. Um, this was before the job I was just talking about. And I cut him off by mistake. I was on the phone. I should not have been, right? It wasn't um, against the law yet here in Florida to be on the phone while you're driving. So I was on the phone and I cut him off uh, on the road. 
And he got really upset. I mean, really upset. So he started screaming at me and I was on the phone with my husband and I'm telling my husband, you hear that man? I said, I cut him off, but you know, I, I said, I'm sorry. I put out my hand and I'm, I'm sorry. And he was just screaming. He was so angry. And then we ended up having to interact again later because I was turning on a, on another road and he was turning also, he was in front of me. And he was so angry at me when, that when he saw that I was behind him on the turn lane, he stopped his car. He stopped traffic. I had a line of cars behind me. And I'm pointing. I took my hand out the window. I'm pointing at the car in front of me because I'm like, it's not me. And I'm freaking out like this man is. I was scared that he was going to do something that could endanger our lives. And I, and I knew, like, once it passed, once I turned, I let him go. Like, I went really slow, let him go. Because I realized, I said, That's, that has nothing to do with me or having cut him off earlier. That has, he, maybe he got fired. You know, something bad must have happened to him. And that's how we have to think about things sometimes. Like, is this person really upset with me? Or is it just they're in a bad mood and they're taking it out on me? Okay? People can be jerks. And just because we have to interact with them doesn't mean we have to take it on forever, for hours. You know, we have to learn to soothe ourselves. And that's one of the biggest things that a narcissistic mother doesn't do is show us how to emotionally regulate, okay? Because that's emotional dysregulation when you get so upset that you can't calm down for hours. So we have to learn to soothe ourselves by telling us exactly what I just said. That is not about me. That is about something else. Not everyone's going to be nice to me, and that is okay, right? It's okay that not everyone likes you. It is okay that not everyone's nice to you. They're not your mother. You don't have to keep trying to get their love. Someone's not nice to you? Wash your hands of, of this situation, especially the, the, the instances I just gave you. It's It's over. And like I said, I know it's harder said than done. I mean, easier said than done. Oops. <laughs> easier said than done. But we have to practice. Okay? So this is where the healing comes in. We have to practice every single day of our lives. When we get confronted with a situation that activates us, that, you know, it, it makes you feel, it triggers you. I hate that word too. But triggers you and you start to spiral out of control, right? In your own mind, you start spiraling that we have to learn to say, no, nope, that's not important enough to me. No, nope, that's not about me and I'm not going to carry it around. That's about them. Let them carry it, right? We have enough to deal with in our own lives to have to carry other people's crap too, 
right? I just did a little or posted a little video about that, that we have to really put things on whoever is really responsible for the feelings or the situation. So I hope that that is helpful to you, just telling yourself that. That's also your inner child. Now, inner child work is, is difficult and it's, it feels strange, right? Because you're talking to yourself when you were little who doesn't exist anymore. But they do in a way because sometimes when you get a trigger, what's being triggered is what happened when you were a kid. So that kid is still sometimes in control of you, of your feelings, of your reactions. And you have to talk to your inner child. Now, inner child work is very, very complicated. It's not, it's not something that you can just do. I would suggest you get any inner child workbook. I know one good one is the inner child um, workbook by Katherine Taylor. And there's one by a woman named Lucia, something Italian. <laughs> I don't know her last name. Um, and work through the things that they suggest you do. In those books, what they want you to do is actually, they want you to bring up those uncomfortable feelings by doing things you used to do as a kid. For example coloring or taking applesauce and putting it in your hair and see what feelings come up when you do that. Um, what The only thing I can tell you right now with the inner child, when you have a confrontation and you flip out, right, um, is to talk to your inner child, right? Close your eyes. Imagine you have little you on your lap and you tell little you, that you, adult you, is the one in control now. And that they're going to protect the little you, right? So in my case, I would say, little Millie, it's okay. I'm going to protect you. I'm not going to let anything bad happen to you. But I'm in control now. It's not you. You don't have to freak out. And that is something you have to do over and over again until your subconscious, which is really your inner child, believes you and says, yeah, she is in control. It's not. It's, the adult is okay. The adult is strong. The adult can handle a confrontation without spiraling out of control. Right? We can, we can handle it. We're okay. But it's so important to, not, to learn not to carry other people's stuff around with us. And we just do that naturally. We do that naturally. Something keeps coming in my, into my head. And I, I, for some reason, I, I, feel like, I feel like those tarot card readers that say that something, you know, is, keeps popping up in their head, so they had to make a video on TikTok. I don't know if you guys watch those tarot readers and stuff. I love that world, even though I'm not really sure it's real. But I, I do like tarot readers. 
I have a tarot deck myself. Um, is I remember when me, me, now mind you, me and my husband have been married 15 years. So this was at our fifth anniversary. We went to dinner. We went to dinner at the place that we got, we did our quote unquote reception. There was a small group of people. It was 13 people. And we went to that restaurant, a great restaurant, um, which I can't go to because it's Italian and I'm lactose intolerant now. Um, the beauties of the autoimmune world. Anyway, um, he was acting different that day. He was not himself, or so I, I thought. I can't really tell you if that's true or not, if he was acting differently or not, because I think part of it is my perception. And I'm going to tell you what that is. He, he um, was a widower. His first wife passed away. And they were married, I think they didn't even reach five years. And I think in the back of my mind, I kept thinking, I can't wait till we are married for five years because then we're past the time that they were together because I had my own issues with her and, and dying. That's a whole other thing, <laughs> um, which I could probably tie back to my mother somehow, but I'm not going to do that now. Um, and, and I saw it. I thought that he was acting differently, and I, I remember asking him over and over again during dinner, are you okay? Is everything okay? Are you okay? And, I, and inside I was thinking, is it because we, we are now married five years? We're married longer than him and his wife, ex-former wife? I don't know what to say to call her. It's not his ex-wife. It's his first wife, I guess, right? <laughs> um... And I just kept, I asked him so many times. And I think it was my own projection of the situation. I think I was projecting onto him what I thought he was feeling. Now, he might have been acting a little different. Maybe he was tired. Maybe it was something else. And that's the thing. We can't always assume that another person's behavior has to do with us you ask once if they say no if they're not toxic we have to take them on their word right we just have to take them on their word we have nothing else and then we have to just open your hand and let it go they said no okay so it's not about me it's not about me and most of the things in our lives that we've taken on are not about us. Not about, you know, about us doing something wrong. It's about what we've been carrying with us all our lives, which is, I need everyone to like me. I need no one to yell at me. I don't want to be yelled at. I think that's part of my work phobia is... is having to report to someone above me who may ask something of me. And those are all things that are triggered by the mother wound, right? I don't want someone to, to tell me, you need to do this. or You know, a micromanaging supervisor, I wouldn't last there very long. But that, I mean... 
Yeah. We have to put situations, we have to put feelings where they belong. And they don't always belong on us. It's not our fault. Right? It's not our fault. It's not always our fault. You know, and what if it is? Even if it is our fault. That, that's the other thing. What if it is our fault? What if we do upset somebody? Right? Like the situation with the man on the, on, on the road. It doesn't mean that we need to carry that forever or hold on to it for hours or be upset about it or, you know, have to take your anti-anxiety medication if you take that or have a drink. Because that wasn't about us, you know? I've been cut off on the road and the person hasn't even realized it. And it's not like I spend the rest of my day trying to cut them off or do something to them. This man was obviously upset about something else. The, the, the manager at the job was yelling at us because she was upset about something else. She was famously known for coming to work late and leaving early and having long lunches. She barely worked and she was yelling at us. These are, you know, things we have to keep in mind. But always talk to yourself and say, that's not about me. I don't have to hold on to this. It's not about me. I don't have to hold on to it. Make it a mantra if you have to do a meditation. Sit there, clear your mind as much as you can and say, not everything is about me. Not everything is my fault. I'm a good person and I do my best not to upset people. But if I happen to, I don't have to carry that forever. It is not about me. Okay? I hope that was helpful. I wish someone had said that to me years ago. A long time ago. Where if someone was cruel or bullying me, that it wasn't about me. It, it was about them. It was either a projection or they were a toxic person and it's still not about me. I'm not the cause of any of that, you know? And you move on, you know? And, and it, if you have to take action, like... I'm thinking about why I quit teaching. I had a toxic principal who picked on me. Two years I put up with her picking on me. Until one day I couldn't take it and I walked out. I walked out. My six-year career of teaching was done in one second. But I have to remember, it wasn't about me. It was her toxicity right? In that situation, I was very upset. Now, I didn't take it on thinking I did anything wrong. I knew the whole time it was her. But I went too far. I went too far in that situation. I went to the local newspaper and it got printed on the front page because she did something and it got back to the paper and it was on the front page. So for a few days, people, you know, in the teaching world here were talking about it. 
you know, and some people were, they're going to take sides, and I became persona non grata in the, in the education community here. That was, that was hard. But if I had known to self-regulate my emotion, I wouldn't have quit at that moment with that high anxiety and being upset. I would have waited to calm down, done it the right way, gone to HR, which I did. But I, I let things pass go that shouldn't, I should not have let go. Like they didn't write anything down that I said um, because they were protecting her. And I should have gone, and if they refused to write things down, said, fine, you'll, you'll be hearing from my lawyer. That would have been the next step in that situation, but that's not how it worked. We can make mistakes because we react instead of telling ourselves, wait a minute, that's, I'm not taking that on. Okay? I hope that's helpful. I hope that's really helpful. I hope that I can do this. I hope that I'm able to realize that person screaming at me or behaving a certain way or telling me that their depression is my fault. And I know damn well it's not, like my father. Whatever he's feeling, he 100% put on himself. 100%. I'm not saying he put anything on me as far as feelings go, but... He is not talking to me because he blames me for going no contact. And you guys know the hypocrisy thing, right? Where he didn't talk to his mother for many, many years. So the hypocrisy is strong with the narcissist. <laughs> um, an enabler slash narcissist. As I, I talk about my father now, I see that. I just don't see him the same way anymore, and I'm glad, you know. I'm, I, and that's healing. That's, it's being able to see things clearly. And part of that is knowing that we're okay and we don't need to carry other people's burdens. Let them carry it, you know. It's not up to you. It's not. All right, guys. I hope that was, again, helpful. Um, and I hope you have a wonderful day and I want you to do something for me because I need to do this too. When you listen to one of my podcasts, listen to it, put it down, move on with your life that day, forget about it. Okay. Unless you need to use what I told you, right? But forget about it. Why am I saying that? Why? Engulf your entire life on thinking about these toxic people. I've given years to this. I'm at a point where this is why I want to talk more about healing and not narcissistic, you know, abuse. What they do and what the traits are and all of that. Because I don't want to just revolve my life around that negativity. I want to start giving more helpful information out there as far as not just I know that you guys like to hear my story because it validates your experience but I also want to be able to give you tools to help you from those experiences but not just talk about what it is and what happened to me and the specific situation that you were in 
when what we have to deal with is the, the consequences of what happened to us like that. All right. I love you all very, very much. I am going to, like I said, switch a little bit over to being about the healing and less about the narcissistic traits because I need to heal 100% or, you know, I'm never going to be 100% heal, healed, but I just, I just need it. And so do you. So do you. We need to just be on the other side and not focused on it, you know, focusing on getting yourself better. I love you guys very much. And until next time.